Welcome to the Beauty of Business podcast. My name is Amy, also known as Glam Girl Amy on Instagram. I am a freelance makeup artist and graphic designer. On this podcast, I will be chatting with beauty industry professionals about their experience in business. In this episode, I am speaking with Alex Perrin, a Sydney-based makeup artist. Alex and I met a few years ago at a makeup PR event and have stayed in touch ever since. Alex has an intriguing story on how she reached the level of success in the beauty industry she has. Beginning seven years ago, after not knowing what she wanted to do with her career for a long time, Alex now glams the faces of celebrities, models and brides, but started from just playing with makeup on herself and posting on her Instagram page. Alex not only is in high demand for makeup applications in Sydney, but she's also flown around the world for destination weddings or photo shoots. Alex talks about the moment she knew she wanted to be a makeup artist and how she launched her career as an editorial makeup artist in the competitive Australian beauty industry. So my first question for you is you've been in the industry for over seven years. What first attracted you to the makeup industry? So makeup for me started at a really young age actually. So when I was growing up, I, my mum was really, um, she exposed us to like everything. So like she wanted us to do all the extra um, curricular things like I, dancing, I music. We did like sport from really young age. So I literally started doing dance from the age of like six. Oh wow, do you know, I, I did dancing as well. Did you? Yeah, oh I love this, keep going, so, keep going, sorry. So <laughs> as like, obviously when you're, when you're doing dancing and you're performing, it's, you have to do your makeup for all of the aesthetics. Yes. So literally I was playing with makeup from the age of like seven, eight years old. Mum oh, would wow. buy me all those like little cases, you know, like the little yes. cheap cases. <gasps> the little ones. The ones with like the blue eyeshadow and like the red lipstick and the blush. And I would literally do like a full face of makeup at home. Oh my God. Like every weekend oh, I'd be there so just doing my I makeup in my room. And it was like my little happy place. And then obviously for dancing, we would have to do, yeah, our makeup for before all the performances. And I just, I don't know what it was. I just, I was really good at it because I was always really creative and I loved um, art and design and everything like that. So yeah, I would be backstage and I'd be literally, everyone would be like, Alex, your wing liner is amazing. Can you just do mine? So by the age of eight, I was like bashing out wing liners backstage. And yeah, I just had a knack for it. That is amazing. So that was was one side of it from a really young age. It was like how I was sort of exposed to the makeup sort of side of yeah of yeah the makeup world yeah and then after school I didn't really well during school I was not academic at all just based on that alone I was really really sporty I was really creative I played music I was definitely not an academic student which was really interesting because the school I went to was all about academics oh wow what school did you go to Ravenswood oh okay wow yeah so they really um they were really quite um academic focused they wanted people to excel with, you know, all of their grades in like science yeah. and maths and English okay. and that's what they were known for. And obviously like the sports side of things was also um, really important, but mm-hmm. that's what I was really good at. Okay. So I, all of my um, year 12 subjects were all creative based. And then, yeah, I finished school and I didn't, I actually had no idea what I wanted to do. I was really unsure of what avenue I wanted to take, but I was really hell bent on figuring out what my purpose was, my mm-hmm. passion. So obviously university was sort of in, in social expectations. That's the road that you take after school. Yeah. To be successful in this world, you have to go to university yeah. and get your degree. There's a lot of pressure on you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just didn't understand this because that's not what I was good at. 
I wasn't good at studying. I, just, I really found studying difficult and sitting down writing an essay or reading a massive book was like hell to me. Yeah, literally. I, I totally relate to that, babe. <laughs> I just found I it totally really hard. Relate. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, this is just not going to work for me. So the other side of it as well was my family, um, you know, having an ethnic background. My mum's side's Italian. My grandparents were always like, to be successful means you have to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, in, medic in the medical world or anything like that. So um, yeah. that was sort of what was, you know, driven into my brain is that that's what I had to do. Okay. So I attempted uni. I went there for two weeks to do oh, business wow. and marketing, which is pretty ironic because I'm now running my own business and I do all my own marketing, but I didn't go to uni. That's right. So Isn't that so interesting? Yeah, It's I done a full circle, literally. I love that. Um, so yeah, I, I lasted at uni for two weeks and I said to my dad, dad, I'm really sorry, but I, I can't do this. I literally cannot see myself going through <laughs> three years of hell, literally yeah. for me, of, you know, doing something that I just have no drive for. So I deferred and I did not look back. I was like, I don't, definitely know I don't want to be there. I don't know what I want to do, but that's not it. That's not you, yeah. So then I just started working in retail. I was working at a fashion um, brand called Peep Toe. I don't know if you're familiar yeah, with Peep Toe. Yeah, yeah, Peep Toe. Yeah. Started working at Peep Toe, which is a really like girly, glam environment. Yep. Everyone was dressed up every day, would wear heels to work in the stores, <laughs> were decked out in jewelry, full glam. And that was like my life for three years. So wearing full glam makeup yep. every day was like, I did a new look every day on myself okay. and it was just how it was. So then around that time, Instagram started to happen and, and Marisi was like a huge inspiration oh, for yeah. me. She was like the girl and I was she like, really you're was, amazing. Hey. She just like had these amazing, inspiring looks and she was, yeah, like a huge inspiration to me. So I kind of like started doing all these looks on myself and just experimenting with products and I'd spend all my money on makeup which wow. was crazy because I was like working full time and everyone's like, what are you doing? Like, are you traveling? And I was like, no, I'm just buying makeup. Baby, actually, sound, like I can relate to that so much, but keep yeah. going, I won't interrupt you, yeah. So then I was, well, the store that I was working at, I then got moved to um, the store in Bonnet Junction and that was right next door to Mac. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I That's dangerous. Be, <laughs> I would be at work and I would just be like, I really just want to go next door. I just want to go to Mac. I just want to be talking to them about products and I just want to try, you know, That's different amazing. looks and I want to buy makeup. And that was, yeah, it's all I'd get excited for being at work. Obviously, I loved where I was working, but that mm -hmm. was like, yeah, it for that me. That was where you wanted to be. Mm -hmm. So I was talking to the girls at the Mac store and they were like, mm -hmm. Alex, what are you doing? Like, you love it here. You're so passionate about makeup. Like, you're really good at it. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, yeah, what am I doing? <laughs> Is that funny? And yeah. they said, like, why don't you explore the option of becoming a makeup artist? So I said to my dad, I was like, dad, I really actually think this is a thing for me. And he had no idea what I was talking about. He's like, you're actually crazy, first of all. Second of all, not one woman in my family wears makeup. No one. Oh, wow. The extent of makeup in my family was lipstick. That's so funny. That was it. So my grandmothers were like, makeup, like what? You crazy Are you girl. a stylist? Like, are you dressing people? And I'm like, no, no, no. The makeup on someone's face. Like they did they not understand, understand the it. concept of they didn't applying understand it for it. someone. Okay, yeah. So I had to break into this whole new concept and basically educate my whole family on this as well. Oh, that's amazing. And what it entailed. Yeah. But I said to my dad, I really want to study makeup and then let's see what happens. Okay. So I went and my dad said, this is all up to you. You find out where you want to study. So has off your, I went. Has your dad been supportive? Like, Absolutely. Yeah, oh, like, my amazing. dad's been amazing. Yeah. He's been, it sounds like you like go to your dad 
kind of for support and reassurance Absolutely. and what you should do next from yeah. what you've been saying. Yeah, that's of awesome. Course. Yeah, because he's got a very business-minded sort of... Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I said, I'm going to go and figure it out. I'm going to find somewhere I can study and just go from there. So I went and I found a really great um, makeup college, which was private. It was very small and boutique. It's called Cameron Jane Makeup Design. Okay, yeah. And um, they sort of specialise. They cover everything in the diplomas and the certificates. And they have a lot of like editorial makeup artists that teach you and um, it was just a really great experience for me to just sort of get the ball rolling. So off I went, I went there, I was studying full time and literally within two months of starting my course, I started working at Mecca. So mm. I applied for Mecca and I was like Christmas casual at first, I was doing a few days um, in the Mossman store and then I was studying. So it was hectic and I very quickly um, then became an assistant manager because of my experience in retail. So then I was all like from being a Christmas casual to then helping run this business in makeup. I was studying full time. It just escalated really, really quickly. So then I ended up staying at Mecca for three years. And in that time I was building up all of like my product knowledge working in the store. I was exposed to so many different brands, um, practicing my craft. I was literally just doing makeup, like bums on chairs, just bashing out makeup. Oh wow. So I gained so much experience and also on all ages. Like I learned on mature skin from the beginning, which is obviously like the hardest yes. sort of. Um, and and what, what year were you working at Mecca? When did you start working at Mecca? Cause it would have been, um, it was, would have been when makeup about really 20, started 2013, I think becoming was, really popular. Yeah, hey, yeah. yeah. Like you say the M Reezy stage, like that's yeah, when makeup yeah. was like really Instagrammable. It started happening then. Yeah. So I sort of kicked off my um, career in makeup as Instagram had just, it was just starting. It was so Instagram really was fresh. Oh, so Instagram was just starting or it was just starting to recognize like the makeup industry and kind of. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. More, well, yeah. The it's makeup kind sort of vibe, side yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, so three years on from Mecca, I was, I was a manager at that point. But I knew that there was something about this sort of path, well, this um, particular point in time mm -hmm. in my career that served a purpose. So this experience of running a business could be really relevant in my future. I didn't know how, and I was like, well, the end goal for me was always to work for myself. Yes. So I just, I, I went through it. I just did what I, you know, I did my best with everything. So you obviously must have been really a natural at the um, business admin side of it, and they were like, "Yeah, it's hard to find people like that that are like natural at that kind of thing." And Actually, there was were, there yeah. were elements to it that I really enjoyed as yeah. well. So there was both there was fulfillment on both sides, yeah. but more so obviously with the artistry. Yeah, yeah. So then I um, picked started to pick up a lot of my freelancing work, and I started to pursue that through like word of mouth and just like word my clients yeah. and um, Instagram. Mm -hmm. So this is where it all started happening with Instagram. Yes. So yeah, that was a big turning point for me. Okay. So um, with the word of mouth, how would you get the word of mouth clients to, were they through kind of Mecca? Like you do the makeup at Mecca and then yeah. they would go be like, oh, it's Alex at Mecca. You got to get, like, is That's that kind right. of how it would work? That's how it yeah. starts. And I think um, recommendation is the most powerful, you know, tool of um, gaining someone's trust to then, you know, find you and book you in I, with anything, I, I with agree. any industry, yeah. like word of mouth, so it's, valuable. it's the most old school way of, you know, just recognizing someone's business or advertising them in a certain way. It's like that, that's it. And still now to this day, it's the most powerful thing. I agree. Yeah. Like it's that lasting impression you make on one client that can actually get you a whole bunch of 
new potential customers. That's right. Um, That's like, right. you know, one person is linked to and connected to so many other people. That's right. For each client, you need to treat them like like that you know like you potentially could go and tell everyone about my services that's so, it exactly yeah, that's awesome that's amazing so from the word of mouth clients you then began to get instagram clients would you say would you say you were advertising through instagram i was trying there? i was trying because instagram for me was all pretty new and i was only doing makeup of myself mm-hmm. so i started building my brand as me being the brand yeah so i'd post all my makeup looks on myself but i wasn't good i was not good i was like I mean, obviously we all start somewhere, but mm-hmm. if I look at my work now from what I was doing then, I was like, what was I doing? Yes. Like it's, it's cute. You I just feel look like back everyone and you're like, have that it's kind a of moment where they look at the old work and they go, oh, what was that? But, but that's a yeah. really, that's a really important thing because then you remember where you started mm-hmm. and it's all part of your journey in the process. I agree. Yeah, so it is, it is really nice to sort of reflect back and go, well, that's where I, that's where I began. And it's really cute. And you know, Probably, obviously yeah. now it's, yeah, it kind of brings you back down to earth. So mm-hmm. I think that's a really nice thing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say people were booking me through Instagram at all at that point. It was kind of supporting your word of mouth, um, exactly. advertising. Exactly. So yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and then from there, from that moment, how would you say you kind of have grown your Instagram from there? So you've, you're, you've got the word of mouth clients and you're, yeah. is this when you then left Mecca? So this is where you, yeah. You so Mecca. Mecca, then I was too busy. Okay, I so was, that's why you left Mecca because yeah, you're too busy with your own Yeah, I was too busy. I had no free time. I was working full time at the store, so like 40 hours in the week, mm-hmm. get home exhausted, have no time uh-huh. to do anything else. Weekends, well, you'd work, say, Tuesday to Saturday or Thursday um, through to, or Sunday through to Thursday. So then you have, you know, two days off and those two days I would be working, doing my freelancing. So oh, I had, wow. yeah, so it was seven days a week and that hustle was literally for a good few years there. Like I, I did not have, yeah, I was so hungry and so passionate about starting this career and, you know, reaching my goals and Mm -hmm. just pursuing this so fiercely that Mm -hmm. I was quite happy to be, you know, so busy busy and just like taking every opportunity that came my way and just meeting all these new people and just going with it. Like while you're young, I just always remember saying to myself, like, I'm young now, like I can rest later, (laughs) like. Just Love get it, get it done. Yeah. Like I, I've got the energy now, and I can. Like and I want to be. I want to build off, and build yeah. and build and build, and that was it for me. Like that was my, that was what kept me going. That was my motivation. Was myself. Like yes. just keep hustling and just keep going. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice that you have that natural drive. I think some sometimes it's hard to be constantly motivated, but it's obviously you had a why. Like you had your why. Like I want. I know why I want to do this. Absolutely. This is for me. It's, it's, yeah. So that was obviously what kept you going. Completely. And yeah. I think that is a really important thing with anything that you do. Yeah. If you have no purpose around what you're doing, like there's n- like there's no fulfillment because mm. you're like I'm just doing this and there's no reason why that's I'm doing right. it. If it's and then that's when you know that it may not last as long. You know what you're what you're trying Correct. to do. If you don't have the passion for it and the drive. Well, um, the passion will fuel your purpose. Yeah. So if you're passionate and you love what you do. People are drawn to that. It's the energy that you put out. Yes. So I agree. People can see that. They recognize that. And it's it's like with anything, if you see someone, you're like, hear them talking about what what they're doing and they're so passionate about it. You're like, I want to be there. Like, I want you to do my hair. I want you to do my makeup or I want you to build my house. Like anything. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's a really, it's, it's really important to have that drive. Yeah. So that's probably... What your word of mouth clients could see with you is how passionate you were. Yeah. 
And I think also leading back to, you know, the initial purpose of why I started this, um, there was a really significant moment in my life when I was in year 11 at school. We were at, um, it was like one of those camp, you know, school camps you go to. And yes. there's, we had this inspirational speaker come and he was um, an, an ex-athlete. I think he got injured and then his career was shortly lived and now he does inspirational speaking. Okay, wow. But he made something, he said something that resonated so strongly with me and it was something that I obviously kept forever. And he said that you should start your day doing something that you love. So mm-hmm. for me, starting my day was doing my makeup. So oh, that's I how I, that. that's how I, you know, start my day. Whether, you know, you starting your day doing what you love might be like spending time with your cat or going for, <laughs> going for a walk, like, or going to the beach for a swim, like whatever it is, do that. Cause that's going to start your day and that's going to bring you joy. I love that. From the minute, that's you really know, that nice. you start your day. So I was like, well, makeup for me is how I start my day. And that's what makes me feel so good. So how can I turn that into something that I can help other people with? Oh, so it was like a natural progression from that. So it's amazing, like these little, like, you know, seeds that people plant, like these, yeah, stepping stones in Mm. your life that it just all, they all intertwine and it all leads to like your path and your journey. It's amazing. Oh, babe, that's so amazing. Well, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that about the morning on stuff. I think like your morning routine is like so important. So important. Sets Sets your whole day. Yeah. If I was to look at like for myself, moments where I used to sleep in when I was younger to like 11. Yeah. When you're like maybe a teenager or a young adult (laughs) um to now I like try and get up at like 6 a.m 6 30 and just do a whole bunch of self-care things yeah the difference in my day between like those two things is pretty obvious if you're gonna sleep until 11 a.m you ain't gonna get much done exactly but yeah the difference in my day is just insane I get so much more done not only do I get so much done but I have so much more positive thoughts that um, um, then I manifest new ideas and new, exactly. you know, in business ideas as well as like relationships and absolutely you have more time for people in your life. Exactly. Yeah. So I like that you, you start your day with something positive. That's yeah. That's such a good tip. It's so simple. Like you go, Oh, it's such an aha moment. It, yeah. But then you think, Oh, am I doing that? Exactly. Am I really? Am exactly. I starting my day with what I love? Exactly. So yeah, I really do like that. And after the makeup, it's the coffee. That's right. Oh my <laughs> so god, like that that's first so of coffee true. Is like we can do anything. It's so true. I was actually yeah. Um, that's so true. Um, so yeah, I love that. It's really good. It's I actually um, listened to a motivational speaker. Her name's Mel Robbins. She says, start your day by doing something for you. So it's so similar that's to what it. you just said. And that's she's like, it. she's like a massive motivational speaker. So yeah, yeah what you said is uh, on on point. Exactly. Um, yeah, she says her thing that she does is make her bed. It's like there her you thing. Go. She makes her bed. So it's so nice. It's like for her. Yeah. So yeah, that's Love cool. It. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit more about how you transition from um, yeah, makeup to Instagram and then now here you are doing like editorial makeup, working with big brands, yep. runway, um, and then you're doing you're also doing with all that, you're also doing all the bridal as well now. Um, it's so hard to do both, like doing like bridal and then yeah. also doing editorial because yeah. bridal is very, you've got to really invest yourself, right? Um, mentally, emotionally. There's a lot that goes into bridal, but we can. Yeah, we can talk about that. And then also, yeah, more. your editorial and um, working with brands because that is actually really difficult industry to break into. So yeah. let's talk first about how you transitioned um, Yeah, from the from Mecca, you're doing word of mouth clients. Yeah. The Instagram, you're yep. not really liking how you used to do your makeup. No. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so let's talk about that. So I think um, the starting point with that would be that you can never stop learning. So for me, I was like, how can I extend myself to, you know, 
build my skills to be better every day. So I was practicing, practicing on people. I was trying new products all the time, just figuring out what worked for me. And I think, you know, growth is, it happens in time and it happens in experience. Yep. You're going to do things, you know, a certain way and you might fail, mm -hmm. but that's okay because that's going to then give you another opportunity to step into a different path and I agree. things might align for you in that path and then you can, can just continue growing. So failure is not a bad thing and I failed so many times, like so many times and I look at it now and I'm like, it's actually so positive because Love that, yeah. it's all interpretation as well. It's how you interpret a situation. Would you mind, sorry to interrupt you, would you mind, um, it's up to you if you feel like talking about this, but maybe giving us an example of one of your failures that you've learned from? Um, so I think the main, well, one of the big things for me was um, the business side of freelancing. Okay, yep. So the back end of it. Like I love doing yeah, all creative. of the artistry, mm. but then the business side for me it's was like, my, uh, it was nagging, a huge, weak, it was a huge weakness for mm, me. It was massive. Yeah. I was like, no, I can't be bothered for it. I would leave it. I would just put it off, procrastinate. Yeah. And then I would obviously not get work because I wouldn't be attending to it. Mm -hmm. So that's a failure for me because like, how do you grow your business if that's you're right. not, you know, doing everything that you need to do to then progress and grow your business yes, that's right, so I was yeah. like not really getting back to my emails as quickly as I should have been or you know just like customer service things so yeah they were like little failures but then you, you quickly learn. learn and you're like no 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 this is actually really important because what if that was me as a that's customer right. so that's another really important thing is I always would you know kind of like process these things and go well on the other end of it what if I was in those shoes yeah I'd be really upset if someone get back to me reply, or you yeah. know like just yeah those kind of like little things mm -hmm. um trying to think of other things that kind of happened that maybe maybe we can go back to that I'll keep thinking about that that's all right um, we can go back to that <laughs> yeah but um yeah that's transitioning into more of like building your business through Instagram is just consistency yes I think consistency is a huge key to um growing success through Instagram and yeah you hear that a lot and it might to to people listening they, they might go well yeah it, it's yeah like okay it's so we, 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 we know it. we yeah, know that yeah. you know being consistent and it is really say, the number one thing. It is. And it's growing a presence on a social platform. Um, that would be another thing. And also how you want your brand to be perceived. So mm -hmm. are you going to be your brand? Are you going to be... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So are you going to be the face of it? Are you going to be the face of it? Uh, yeah. Or are you going to be on the back end of it? Yeah. Or how do you want people to perceive you and your, your business? Because yep. you could call your business something say it's like not your name that's right and then people would be like but we don't really know who's behind the business and, and that could be a failure for you or it could it, it could, could be in your favor could, yeah exactly yes. it could be an advantage or it could go the other way um but this is all trial and error um for me i was like no i definitely want my name to be my business mm -hmm. people would know that they're yeah, booking, they're they're booking yeah. me they're you know booking you, yeah. so originally when i first started i was posting all photos of me mm -hmm. and i still get people now they're like why don't you post any more photos of you and it's like well this is the this is how my brand has transitioned, transitioned yeah. how it's grown how it's sort of developed it's like it's changed now it's completely different to when i first started um but yeah i think the other really really important thing is just having a really clear vision of what it is that you're trying to achieve so what what are you trying to achieve? What's your end goal? Are you wanting to work with brands? Are you wanting to create content for brands? Are you wanting to do editorial work? Are you wanting to attract more bridal? What's your vision and what's your purpose with Instagram? Are you wanting to educate people? Because that's the sort of content that you want to be putting out. 
So I found that as soon as I started um, putting out, you know, yes, I'm doing bridal work. I would get like, you know, one inquiry. Do you even do bridal makeup? Like, yes, I do. When I probably had done one wedding before. And oh, I would just, wow. you just you have just to, gotta... you just have to get the ball rolling somewhere. Like, even if you haven't done a wedding, yep. yes, I do bridal makeup. Like, just go with Say it. yes. And whether, don't, like, it's, that also comes down to, like, your self-worth. Mm -hmm. That person might see so much value in, um, you know, they might love your work, but you, you know, if you don't necessarily, you know, do bridal work, it doesn't matter because they love what you're doing anyway. So they're, right. they're happy to book you. Yeah, um, I think what you what you've said there is probably going to be very valuable to people listening about um, who want to break into the bridal industry. So I'd love for you to maybe talk more about that because um, I feel the same about um, I get I used to get asked a lot. Yeah, do you even do bridal yeah, makeup? Yeah, I'd get that a lot, and yeah. I actually had only probably done like three weddings, and yeah. some of them I had just assisted on. Yeah, but I would just say yes, and yeah. and. You know, you, you show them the work you have done. Exactly. And thank God that you have, like, yep. someone believed in you, that first bride believed in that you. That first bride. I'll yeah. And I'll never forget her because I never even assisted yeah. on a wedding. I had no experience yeah. in bridal at all. And she was like, Alex, do you do bridal? And I was like, yes. And I love, <laughs> I love that you say and this yes. And this yeah. is, like, the opportunities that come and you just have to take them. Like, when you're first starting, you just have to say yes, yes, yes to everything. Um, so yeah, with bridal, definitely. we'll start with bridal. Um that first wedding that I did, it was such a memorable experience for me because I was like, well, this is what it's about. And it's really funny because I remember someone saying to me a few years before this wedding, bridal makeup is stressful. It's horrible. Aww. This is an artist in the industry. Mm. She turned me off it without even having the opportunity to even try. So in my head, I was like, no, 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 really it. resistant. Mm. I didn't want to even like tap into that side of the industry just based on what she had said. So this is, that's how, you know, it's crazy how someone can have such a um, strong influence on you just mm. from words. It's like, it's, yeah, isn't it interesting? it's actually crazy. And then when this opportunity came up, I was like, well, yeah, like actually I haven't even tried it. So why am I going to say no? Just from what someone else said about their experience, yeah. let's just go. So Love I did. That. And then um, I loved it. I loved it. I felt like I was part of the family that day. Um, how amazing that girl felt for her wedding day it was so fulfilling for me and I was like this is it like this is it I love it I just want to be doing this now and I love that I like literally left feeling like on a high oh, I was like this is a huge win for me it was massive I was like my first wedding and I was so excited so then that's I that's so amazing because you know you've gotten something out of the service you provided as well totally. like, isn't that so amazing yeah. yeah I love that exactly um so then from there it was sort of a natural progression because I was then advertising the weddings. So her photos, I was like posting and yeah, posting just and posting out those photos. Yeah. yeah, and like any content that I had from her wedding day, like I took photos from my iPhone even. So smart. And I was like, I'm just going to get some content because I love the work that I did, and I started posting it. So then from that, you know, I started to get more inquiries. Mm -hmm. So this is it as well. With if you wanted to get more into like editorial and like fashion and. Um, different avenues yeah. in the industry it's what you're putting out that's going to attract those clients that's exactly so right. if you want to do a certain style of makeup you need to put that content out there because then people know that you do it that's, and that's right what, that's what you're bringing in so we'll kind of like get into the, get the editorial into side yeah, so, um, yeah. so i think one thing that may um intimidate those wanting to get into more what you're doing with the editorial side of things and yeah. the content you're putting out so 
um, would be confidence. So for instance, maybe I can kind of relate to this is that um, that initial, well, to be able to create the content required to get the attention of bigger brands, like for instance, um, someone like Meshki or something or, yep. or something, to get the content required to attract these brands, you need to do maybe some collab work, right? So yes. to do collab work, you need the confidence to possibly direct message on Instagram some models. Yes. And I feel like some people may not have that confidence. What would uh, what would be your advice for people like that 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 are maybe like holding back on just reaching out to to potential um, models they could do makeup on like what would your advice be i feel like it probably comes naturally to you but for someone that's maybe got less followers or yeah or they're just starting what what would you say to kind of help motivate them to to contact some people that they could collab with well i mean what's the worst that can happen yeah they're just going to say no that's right and yeah. then you just move on doesn't yeah. matter like that's yeah. fine you can touch base with them later on yeah once you've maybe you know gotten a bit more of that experience in that sort of area of work perhaps um I literally would just be contacting as many people as well, the, the, sort of, the sort of aesthetic that you want to, you know, the kind of models that you want to be working with. If um, there's a certain look that you like and like, this is the kind of work that I want to be putting out there, then just contact them. Yeah. If they say no, it's okay. Yeah. Like, it doesn't yeah, matter. You just keep right. trying. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, I love that. Um, we'll probably talk more about how you got into that. So yeah. yeah, how did you, when did you kind of the light bulb switch in your head to say, oh, I actually want to be doing more like editorial work, more work with brands. When did you have that kind of switch in your mind? Um, I think, look, it kind of, my, when it got to, to a certain point in my career, I was like, I'm not really busy enough. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of, I was like, why is this happening? And I was like, am I putting my energy in the right places? Am I actually doing the most I can to be as busy as I want to be. Love that. And yeah. I probably wasn't. So I was like, how can so I checking, change this? You're checking yourself. About, yeah, 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 I was totally checking myself and I was mm. like, what am I doing that's wrong? Like, how can I grow my business? And then eventually step into more of, you know, doing the editorial and, and the fashion stuff. And I guess like a really great opportunity came forward by doing content with Natalie Ann. Oh, awesome. So this is it. Also, it's like the kind of people that you want to align yourself with. Great. And how your brands, you know, are, you know, a really good match. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, um, working with, you know, like-minded people and um, a very similar aesthetic. Perfect. Yeah. So when you partner up with people like, you know, that are already in the industry or, you know, they're building their business or, you know, they're creating content and you can do these things together, it's so much more powerful because you're in a team environment, mm -hmm. you're creating yeah, you're all creatives, you know, wanting to achieve the same vision. Love that. And that's amazing because your content is so much better. That's so true. It's, yeah. It only, you know, I, like I would attempt to do hair, you know, when I was, I wasn't, I'm not like, a, I do hair, but I don't advertise that I do hair. Oh, wow. I didn't even know you did hair. So <laughs> well, there for, you go. For photo shoots, you kind of have to. Wow. Yeah. So this is the other thing. It's like extending yourself to then achieve certain skill sets that you might need to use eventually. I remember at college, I was like, I hate hair. And then one teacher was like, Alex, can you get the rollers in? And I'd be like, yes. So I'd be there like doing the rollers. Wow. And I was like, this sucks. But Little did I know that it's so relevant to now and to what I'm doing. So it's I've had very to beneficial. like, yeah. So if you, you know, um, 
you broaden like your horizons to different things. It's you don't know what you might attract. That's so true. So so I what I've really, really like gotten from you is you say yes to everything and then and then you work out how to execute. So you'll say yes, yeah, and then how do I execute this? Yeah, like, and that's absolutely that's something that so many successful people do, and yeah, it just shows that that's why you've gotten to where you are. Yeah, you've said yes to whatever you can say yes to, yeah, and then you've executed. Like if you didn't know how to do it, you'd learn how, or you'd work it out. You just figure it out as mm. you go. Like. Um, even if you're like YouTubing how to do a certain hairstyle yeah. behind the scenes, like yeah. you just quickly, you yeah. go to the bathroom, you're rushing back there to just quickly see like how you do this, you know, little upstyle. You just do it. Like yeah, you just yeah. make it work. Yeah. Um, but one thing that did sort of was a, you know, penny drop moment as well in terms of growing Instagram and um, building up, you know, more of like an editorial basis was I was really, really resistant to doing unpaid work. Because I had okay, done so, all of that when I was learning. And mm -hmm. I was like, I don't really see the value in doing content creation. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. why am I going to do work for free? Okay. I don't get it. Like, why am I going to go back to that? Yep. So I had to really change my mindset. Uh, and yeah. figure out how, you know, how and why content was so important for my Instagram platform. And what the outcome would be. And mm -hmm. it was crazy how it changed it literally was like from one thing to the next like i leveled my instagram up real quick and it was like it was unreal so putting out really beautiful content which was you know not briefed by anyone else it was completely on my own terms so you really so um, i had complete creative freedom around yeah. everything that i was doing i was working with other creatives which was amazing and then you have this finished piece and you're looking at it and you're like yes I'm so satisfied with it yeah. doesn't even matter if it's not paid but that post you might get 10 clients that are booking you in from that that's amazing there's the value and there's yeah. that, so there's, you you in you invested your time and it has paid off in the long run because, correct yeah. yeah so and this is it like any free time that I had I was like content 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 um even like for example like really recently with coronavirus that whole period that I had the time off, I was like, what am I going to do to like get the ball rolling as soon as we get back to work? Because who knows when that's going to happen as well. And that's such well. a good question that you, that you asked yourself. Like you took that initiative to be like, what am I going to do to, yeah. Yeah, and literally as soon as like the ball started rolling again, it was like content, content, content to get fresh things out, look busy, get, yeah. you know, get traction again, like keep the ball rolling. And like, that's really what it is. That's what Instagram's about. It's the consistency. It's the quality of the work you're putting mm -hmm. out. And like I said, like the, the energy that you're putting into something, it's going to come back. If you give everything what you like, everything you have to doing something, mm -hmm. it is going to come back in abundance. Like 100%. it's amazing. Like the law of attraction and 100%. you know, how powerful like manifesting is like, so powerful. I manifest so much about the work I want, the clients, like my, my ideal clients, the kind of um, brides that I want or, you know, what kind of shoots and brands that I want to be working I with, the kind of content that I want. Like I'm constantly visualizing and I'm constantly putting that out there and it's, it's amazing how it it's works. It's powerful, hey? It's so, I have to be really yeah. careful now. <laughs> yeah, well, you, how much well, you I, think, what I manifest, well, you think I have to be careful because it's, it's so, it's crazy. Yeah. It just, it happens real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, it's so funny you say that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'll put this in, we'll see. But um, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I really wanted this rental property, yeah. this one. Yeah. I couldn't find anything like this. Right. 
And I kid you not, I like literally sat like in the, my parents' garden yep. and put like on meditation music and I visualized like living here and like decorating you it. You manifested it. And then I kid you not, they were saying no pets here. They were like in massive capital letters online, no yep. pets, no pets. And yep. I was like, I want it so bad because it was a really good price, right? Yeah. And I was like, I want it so bad. I want it so bad. And I was like manifesting every day. I was meditating, they visualizing go. me here. Yep. And then I called the real estate <laughs> and I was like, I'll, I'll do anything I want more. I want like this place. Like I want, yep. I'll, I know I have pets, but like, what do I have to do? And then he was like, I'll talk to the owner. There you go. And then he spoke to the owner for me and he's like, I actually gave you the best like recommendation. recommendation. Like, yeah. And he's like, you got it. And I was like, oh my God, like it worked. Like it's amazing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, visualization is side story so for you, powerful. Yeah, it's, it's so powerful. Unbelievably powerful. Yeah, yeah. So that's amazing that you swear by that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I, I've, I do that every day. Oh wow! So, so what's, your, what's certain... your kind of routine for that for manifesting? Do you do you do it while you're driving, or do you like make time for it? What, what do you do with your manifestation kind of? Honestly, it's like it's, it's or just funny, whenever. I literally it could be any time and place in the day. Oh yeah, that's I could be amazing. driving. I could be um, outside with you know the dogs in yeah. the garden. I could be sitting down on the couch just in complete silence. I could be cleaning, like vacuuming, and I'm like manifesting away. Like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. do you're I constantly want? Constantly thinking about what we want. Constantly, yeah. constantly like dreaming and just like yeah, thinking big and like better. So with my bridal, I was like, how can I start doing destination weddings? Oh, that's amazing. And yeah. I was visualizing myself in Europe. I was visualizing oh, myself amazing. doing weddings overseas. So then you know I had opportunities come like. Thick and fast, like Greece, Italy, oh, babe. Switzerland, That's amazing. Sweden, South Africa, Thailand, like everywhere. And That's I was like, amazing. oh my God, this is actually, this is happening. Let's it's crazy. talk about that in more detail. Um, when did you start doing destination weddings? Because I know right now coronavirus, but when did you start doing that? My first one was actually my best friend's sister's wedding in South Africa. Oh, wow. So I was obviously a guest, but um, that so was my first was that? wedding. So that was four years ago. Oh, wow. So you've been doing destination yeah. weddings for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was my first experience. So I, that was hilarious getting my kit over there as well. Cause I was like, how am I going to get my entire Ooh, kit over there? Yeah. So that was a situation. How did you get situation. through that? <laughs> well, I took it on as my carry on luggage. Oh, but what about they didn't, the 100 mil? They didn't, well, they, no, that well, was, 50 I, made, I made sure that was all fine. Okay, the 100 yeah. mil thing, all the, you know, big liquids were going in my big bag, but it weighed 16 kilos and they didn't weigh it in Sydney airport. So it was fine. I, I was literally like heaving this thing into the overhead locker. And no one, so everyone was like this crazy girl, like getting this bag up there. And I was like, I can't let anyone else pick it up because they're going to know. Oh, that's but so I didn't want to check check it in because otherwise that's, that's, so my, that's my baby. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, it's like your life. <laughs> yeah, and then on the way back, I had huge problems and they're like literally arguing with the cabin crew being like, no, I'm I'm not departing with this suitcase. So they put it in the cap, the captain's get out. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, I'm not having it. That's so that is funny. So yeah. Could you not pay? Because I feel like when you can pay, oh no, you can't. Not with carry on. You can't pay extra. No, to have it on no, there. No, no, no. It's only like extra yeah. if you check it in. But anyway, this is all learning, isn't it? Yeah, like, this, that's what I mean. That's why I'm asking you this because it's yeah. good to like it's, share this kind just, of these little things can yeah. be so actually helpful for someone else. Totally. Yeah. I think I would be a lot more like I'm a lot more savvy now with how I pack and you know make sure everything's going to fit properly. And I think sometimes when you're packing your kit, you overpack your kit. Oh god. And yeah. Like, what if they need like a purple glitter eye and then you yeah. pack like every purple <laughs> yeah, glitter. Literally. That, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Like, oh my god, what am I doing? Like I've got like a million lipsticks in there. Yeah, like yeah. what is going on? Because you know, yeah, you're like I've got like. Like 50 lipsticks but I could mix you know yeah totally so yeah that's so cool okay um yeah back to the destination wedding so you yeah you did your friend your friends yeah so I did her her wedding and that was a huge success it was mm -hmm. beautiful and um 
it was really funny because I started posting, obviously, the images from the wedding and just content from the wedding. That was obviously someone that was not in Australia. People could obviously see Correct. that. Yep. And hashtagging, you know, the the city and the country oh, and the, so um, the, um, the actual estate, all of it. So people would be like inquiring from South Africa. So it was like coming through, coming through. And That's then, amazing. Yeah. And then even something as simple as changing my bio in my Instagram to destination. Mm. You know, I have bridal specialists and then I say that I do destination weddings. So people know that I'm happy to travel. Um, the so in your Instagram bio, if you're already like limiting what you're offering and where you're willing to go, then people aren't going to really, they're going to hesitate. So I agree. I'm like international, like everywhere, whatever you need. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy how things happen. And like, even word of mouth, like people will be like, oh, so do you travel? Like, do you go to, you know, Europe, blah, blah, blah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Again, get you me say over yes there. to everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like an amazing opportunity. Like you can yeah. make it a holiday. You can do so much out of that. That's so true. So, oh, I love that. I'm like, Nick, pack your bags. You're coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Your partner yeah. would be so happy with that. He'd be like, good on you, Alex. <laughs> so funny. Bless. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with the bio thing. Let's touch on that as well, how you, what you have in your bio that you think helps attract all these things that you want to do. So everything you're doing, you want to be doing. Um, Correct. I feel like your bio really is like helps drive that, you know, yeah. to some extent. Yeah. So yeah, you've got in your bio, what, what do you have in your bio at the moment? Like, So it's what I specialize in and what services mm-hmm. I want to be doing. Yep. So I've got, you know, bridal specialist because that's what I am specializing at the moment yep. it's a lot of bridal work mm-hmm. um, that I do destination weddings that I do like fashion editorial work um, like photo shoots and I think I think I had education in there but I'm temporarily just I've taken it down just because yeah. I'm finessing yeah yeah <laughs> I'm just awesome. figuring out a few things because I want to um, just develop a few things before I, I start advertising that again so mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I've got my website there. I've got where I am located in Sydney so people know where I'm based before they even inquire because they might be, you know, an hour and a half away from me and then they're like, well, yeah, you far. Everyone's like, wasted it's just, each other's time. Exactly. Yeah. So, Do you have how they can contact you? I, want, I find um, a lot of people might put no DMs or no email. What, what's your stance on that? What do you feel? So originally I was like no DMs, mm-hmm. but... Then again, you're limiting, you're limiting how people your can customer. contact. Correct. Someone might like I even do it sometimes. I'll go on someone's Instagram if I want something like I, you know, booking like I want a cake or something. A cake or I'm, I would like flowers or anything. It's like I'll just DM them because I'm there on your profile. It's like I want to send you that photo because that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. If you it's if, like, I can't, if you want to accept my DM, then you're really limiting the way I can communicate with you. Correct. Well, you just and then yeah. I'm less likely to communicate. You yeah. just create you're creating barriers around how people can contact you, and it's mm. like. You want your you want your community to feel at ease in contacting you and not difficult like oh I have to like now type an email and what's the email address yeah. even though you've got those tabs on Instagram. That's I just right. think like if you already like you you've got a big no yeah. a DMs, <laughs> yeah. it's like that's that's like a negative feeling around it. It's like well it's like you, don't you don't want, want people to contact you. Yeah. I- what I get from it is you don't, you the business owner don't want to sit and do your admin. <laughs> like you don't want to do customer service. Yeah. So you don't want to sit down, answer your DMs. You don't want to sit down and answer your emails. You don't want to answer your text messages. You don't want to answer phone calls. Yeah. Like I feel like put your phone number on there. Like if you've got a business phone, put yeah. your phone number, put your email, answer DMs. Like every way people can contact you, give them every option.
attention. So they have no way of walking away from you. Correct. Right? Like you want to you want to keep your clients and your customer mm. bases there. Like you don't want to be sending them away and then it's inconveniencing them because it's more time for them to inquire. It's That's like right. it's annoying. It's like I agree. don't create those barriers. Just keep it open. Yes, sometimes Instagram can be hard to then find their DM, like their Look, um, Instagram be. name, but write it down. Yeah, literally, like you, I just write yeah. it down. If it, you know, in my booking system, that's what I do too. Through my website, like I have all, right, all my bookings in there. I say before we proceed, can I grab your email? I need exactly. And I your need your name. email. I need your name. I yeah. need your contact number. Give me your details, and I'll do the hard work for you. That's right. So it's like. Just keep it open. Don't turn people away from doing, you know, contacting you a certain way. Just leave it open. Mm. Don't say no. If you don't have time to do it, set up automated answering machines. You know, they've got that now, right? You can do that. So if you can't answer DMs, I'm pretty sure through Facebook you can do automated answering. And it's like, look, I'm really busy. Expect a response in 48 in hours. Time, yeah. If not, if you don't hear from me, I'm so sorry, but here's my phone number, here's my email, exactly. here's my website. You know what I mean? At least then they've got some form of like interaction with you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, cool. Exactly. Okay, so I only asked about your bio because I feel like that's super important um, for people that are pushing their services through Instagram, like what you're doing. And yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I've noticed like you have had a lot of success in um, kind of the fashion industry, the beauty industry um, with big brands and, and doing makeup work for um, their photo shoots and things like that, yep. maybe for campaigns or, yep. or for um, website uh, content. Um, what advice would you give to others wanting to branch branch up into that kind of uh, world? Avenue, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, again, what you put out is what you're going to get back. Yeah. So, if you have no experience in doing editorial fashion or photo shoot work, set up a collaboration shoot. So, start looking into the industry of people that you can – do a test shoot with, organize a photographer, pay, like if even, you don't even need to really have a studio. Like you could, we set up at my house sometimes. Yeah. Like literally for photo shoots, um, you know, photographers that I work with, they'll just set up their whole thing at my house or their house or whatever. Yeah. And I think sometimes people over, they overanalyze something like that. Like what you're saying, they think, oh my God, if I'm going to do this collab, I need to hire a studio uh, you know there's like all these outlays and it's nah you just don't, do you it you don't need to you, you're completely yeah. like you're making it so complicated than what it actually is just have the vision create a mood board of what you want to create mm. get people that can help you bring that vision to life so get your hairstyles get a model that you really want to work with get a photographer and then you can literally put start putting content out there that's that sort of work that you want to be attracting that would literally be the only advice that I can sort of give is like just start putting start out, collaborating doing with collabs, other um, people in the industry, industry professionals. Yeah, Using, yeah. yeah, getting getting professional photos. Yeah, and how do these brands contact you? Do you find the contact through Instagram, through your email? How do they get in touch with you? And what what kind of um, like what are they kind of looking for? Do you believe so? How do they get in touch with you? And what do you think they're looking for from you? So generally they'll email. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it'll be a D, uh, yeah, through a DM. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally they'll be like, we we're looking for, um, you know, an in, initial makeup and hair for this brand, um, which is generally just like a soft wave kind of in the hair, mm-hmm. and then just a really beautiful bronzy makeup, which is a very Australian um, trend. You know, people yeah. like artists in Australia or the Australian industry is very well known for the bronzy you know, makeup and that gorgeous, like beachy beach wave. So yeah, 
a lot of the brands that will um, be looking to work with you will want that aesthetic. Okay, so, so that's really valuable. So yeah. um, that's just one yeah. example. That's what, yeah. So, so that, I guess that it would depends be... on what brand you want, what brands you want to work with, right? Yeah, but yeah. I think, yeah, one, you know, one experience will then open up so many different yeah. doors. Like as soon as, you know, people, brands seeing that you're working with brands and that you, um, that you are, you have experience doing photo shoots and um, you've had experience on set and all those kind of things, it's all relevant. So yeah, yeah kind of just getting that experience of, yeah, just doing as many test shoots as you can and just putting that out there, even on your website and just everything, just getting that content out. Yeah, awesome. Mm. Um, one question we'll ask you, a lot of collaborations you do, um, you work with different photographers. So you, do you, what do you find a model and then you also find a photographer? Is that what you do? Is that how you kind of work? Or do you just go, I'll get a model and I'll take photos of my iPhone? Like, or do you just kind of mix it up? What's... Bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. so a bit of both. So you recommend... T touching base with some photographers and try and collab with them as well yeah so some of the time well actually most of the time on my instagram page the photos are taken on my iphone oh wow okay so pretty much every single photo that i'll post is taken on my phone oh wow so generally that means that you don't necessarily need a photographer to be taking your photos but for example um a photographer that i love to work with um jessica kuda yeah. Jess. she, <laughs> she's amazing yes she's a beauty photographer and i remember i reached out to her and i was like jess um you know i'm alex and i really want to do some test shoots with you and she was a bit like oh like what's it for is it for your website is it like what is yeah, it why she wasn't she wasn't doing it so i was like we j let's just get content oh and my. she was like okay and then we met and we got on like a house on fire she's a really good friend of mine now oh, awesome. and we shoot together as much as we can and then Jess and I will literally just tee up a day of when we're both free in our schedule and then we'll organize either a model or a few models and just get really beautiful content. We'll get a hairstylist on board. That's so generally the, the initial conversation will start with me and the photographer. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of see what we, you know, you work who out. else is available. If we can get someone to do hair and, mm -hmm. you know, what models we want to work with and what's the aesthetic and what, what do we want to create? Because obviously the vision that you have will be sort of, that's the forefront and then the model that needs to she needs to fit in with what you're creating needs to have that the look of what you want to that's do that's right yeah so yeah i think the best way to start if you're wanting to start doing more shoots would be to speak to a photographer that you build a really great relationship with and then you can continue that work okay yeah, yeah that's super valuable i love that okay cool building relationships is super important building rapport and like even with like your clients like yeah just having a relationship where um it's building up your network. It's, I it's, totally build, it's building agree. your community. So I, I speak to people all the time. I'm literally like, my partner gets so upset with me. He's like, why was on your phone? Yeah. But I'm constantly communicating with everyone. I'm yeah. networking. I'm touching base with people. And it's just how it goes, isn't it? And I think um, it's so incredible how well connected you can be to the industry just through Instagram. Um, and yeah. we talk a lot about Instagram, but well, I feel like our yeah. industry just really it's super is, relevant. is, yeah, really relevant. Um, and it's just so driven through Instagram. But yeah. yeah, I think you're so right. I find you need to create presence. You need to be in your DMs and talking to other industry professionals that are relevant to what you're doing. Yeah. And yeah, that's, it's hard when you go to partner and they're kind of like, why are you always on your phone? But yeah, it's like business. Right? Yeah. And yeah. this is the thing, like Instagram is literally like a business in itself. Oh, so not 100%. only are we taking our own clients, but we're constantly creating content for our Instagram. Mm. We're constantly, you know, on there creating 100%. presence and building relationships mm. and 
you know, interacting with people and it's like, it's literally like a full-time job. It really is. So I agree social with that. media is, it's, it's never ending, no. but it's so great. I actually love it. I love, mm, I, I love, love it social too. media. It's so much so, fun. You know, a lot of people do, well, some people, you know, tend to say it can be negative to be on it so much, mm. but I think when, um, you're using it, uh, as a tool for your business, it, and that's yeah. what you focus on it. I don't think it can, it, it, it becomes less negative, right? So, like, if you don't let yourself get caught up with, oh, I don't look like that girl, I don't look like this girl. Well, this is the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you can really be... have, like, tunnel vision and go, I'm jumping on Instagram, I'm going to mess, like, for instance, how we teed up this, you know, I'm like, I'm going to jump on Instagram, I'm going to message yeah. Alex and see if she wants to come here. Yeah. Um, that was my purpose for jumping on Instagram yeah. that day. You know what I mean? I wasn't going, I'm going to scroll through my feed and compare myself to others, which yeah. I do do. I'm guilty of doing, but yeah, I, it can be easy to do that. Yeah. For sure. It can be so easy. Yeah. Um, so that's that kind of negative side, but yeah, you can definitely turn it into a positive and use it as a tool for communication yeah. to people like you. And Absolutely. like, um, you know, like it was so easy for us to organize this. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I, I I can't stress enough how important it it's is. Super important to be in your DMs and yep. networking and things. Um, I want to ask you more about. You did tell me about how you had some um, difficulties with the business side of your biz, um, of your makeup business. Yeah. But what are some things that you think you're doing that are, are positive towards your business now? So things like customer service, um, admin bookings, like managing your bookings how do you yeah. manage your bookings um keeping your website up to date things like that so this was all trial and error for me i had yeah. no one helping me yeah and that was probably my fault because i didn't ask for the help i found this quite challenging so i had no experience in well aside from obviously my experience from mecca but it's a bit different when you're running your own business mm. for yourself um keeping on top of you know all your inquiries making sure that you're booking these people in um, you know, updating your website constantly. And just, well, actually, I had no website until recently. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's quite. Isn't that amazing? You were using I think last Instagram year, mainly. Last yeah. year was literally when I launched my website, and that was a huge. It actually made a huge difference. It does make a difference. Huge difference. I constantly get notifications of people accessing my website all the time. That's like my how phone I get, is going yeah. off, and I'm like, wow. Like people still use websites but it is it kind of it levels up that sort of presence of that you credibility. have credibility being yeah. professional so definitely like have a website mm. um and this is another thing that you know is really great to have all those really professional images from all those shoots that you're doing Looks you can put them on, on your website, website. Mm. um so the business side of it yeah I, re I really struggled at first um to the point like even like figuring out like oh i need an abn and i should have a business you know, account, like a, you know, bank account, bank account yeah. um, how I can move, you know, my clients from accessing me and booking me only through texts and emails to them being able to online book. So it was like this, this huge, like navigation process of me figuring out how I could improve my business, like the admin side of it to make it less uh, time consuming for me. So now I just try and do my emails a little bit every day. So I'll like allocate a bit of time every day, whether it's in the morning before I start work or, you know, in the afternoon, I'll just chip away at it. So I'm not leaving it to then like one day I've where got you're a hundred emails to get through and I've got one day to get it on. And then I'm, you know, sitting there and sometimes that does happen, but just, you know, in the nature of how, you know, my schedule is, mm -hmm. but just chipping away at it a little bit here and there and 
constantly, yeah, just like if, you're, if your clients are contacting you, like brides are constantly contacting me. So I have to, you know, make them feel comfortable and make sure that I'm in communication with them. I agree. It's all part of um, your brand and, you know, your cred- credibility in, in the industry. So, yeah, no. So I definitely, I definitely think it's so valuable to have a website in conjunction with any um, social yeah. Um, platforms that you are using to advertise yourself um it just adds credibility like you know people can see your instagram and they can um google you and see that you you know everything matches up nicely it's just yeah. a really good way to continue yeah. kind of um your online presence really professionally I think so, so too, yeah. yeah that's really good i appreciate you talking to me about all those little like insights yeah to your business and well, everything like that it's 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 really been helpful and i've actually learned like a lot about you and then a lot about like some other little tricks that yeah. i could be doing so thank you for that of but course. i want to actually ask you about makeup yeah, so yeah, yeah. tell me what are your three fra- favorite products at the moment and why so i can't talk about this enough probably like Everyone on Instagram would know this by now, but the By Terry CC Lumi Serum. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a brightening serum texture, which is like a primer. Oh, and wow. And it, it literally just brings life to the skin. So I love really healthy-looking skin. Mm-hmm. So that beautiful, like, even complexion, but then you have that really natural, healthy glow. Um, this product, it just does that. Okay, It awesome. literally just does it. And it's got – it's all skincare-based as well. So it's it's not super active or anything like that, but it's got, you know, rose stem cells in there. So it oh, smells wow. beautiful. It really, um, it like gives your skin energy. It's amazing. It's like brings it to life. And do you use that on your clients? Me and my clients. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, even like that bronzy, like gorgeous, like glow mm-hmm. kind of makeup. That's what I'm putting on for sure. Oh, wow. I'm like all over. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Get it on. It's amazing. So under foundation, I love that product. Oh, you love that under foundation? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. So it's a primer. Okay. Sometimes like in summer, if you just want to pop something on just to look really fresh, that you can use that. for that. Oh, wow. I haven't so, tried that. I have to try that. Okay, it's amazing. And then, what are some other two that you? Really I like love um, soap brows. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's a big trend, and it has been a big trend. I'd say for like the last year yeah. and a half, two years. But soap brows. I found out about that product through Nikki Makeup. Oh yeah. So she's a beautiful celebrity makeup artist. If you guys aren't aware of who she is, mm-hmm. and um, she uses soap brows, and I was like, what is this product? So it's literally from like Manila or something, and I ordered it, and I was like, this is wow. amazing. But obviously, you can use like pears soap or whatever yeah i've tried that it's before. just it's basically like a soapy waxy kind of texture which gives and the, brow the brow yeah almost like that lamination effect yeah to the That's brow super in trend yeah. yeah so um i love that it's just really natural and it just gives that beautiful that, fluffy brow that would be great for your editorial work yeah you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 um and another product that i'm loving at the moment there's so many i'm like they're like my babies i love all of them (laughs) it's so hard hey to pick yeah yeah um i love oh i love nude sticks the cream they're so brilliant because they're multi-purpose product okay so there's different products in the range but the nudies um the all over color which is the nudies matte they're Mm -hmm. You can use them on the eyes, cheeks, and lips. Wow. And so it's amazing for that. different shades and stuff. Yeah, yeah, There's so many different colors. Like bronzers. There's um, like, um, you know, the cheek colors you can mm-hmm. use on the lips as well. I just think makeup that has, you know, those beautiful, like, harmonious tones, it's just so flattering. You just cannot go wrong when you're using the same undertones of products. Yep. in For each, for, like, color item. Yep. That's yep. right. So, like, in the eyes, in the cheeks, like a mono, in the lips. Like a monochrome just, kind of tone. Monochromatic looks yeah. just my favorite. Yeah, I love, I love that. that. Yeah. yeah, it looks really natural. It looks like um, 
the colors have come like from nature rather than yeah. like you've applied them to someone yeah and i think that's great for it's like so yeah, nice your like when natural. when you're looking at something and it's got all the like yeah that monochromatic sort of look it's all harmonious mm. it, it just it's so aesthetically pleasing you're it like is. wow it's beautiful there's not too much going on there but it all just like comes together beautifully it's yeah. my favorite so yeah the nudies um, matte products from Nude Sticks. They're amazing. Oh, that's, love them. I love that. I'm going to go and like, go. look. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try those products. Give them a go. Um, before we finish up, I yeah. just have to ask you, have you got anything um, that you're working on at the moment that you want to talk about or anything in the pipeline? What can we expect from Alex in the next coming months or the next year? So it's been quite funny because um, education was sort of something that I was like dabbling in a few years ago. And now it's done a full circle and everyone's like, are we doing a masterclass soon? Are we, are you doing lessons? And I was doing lessons, one-on-one -on -one lessons for like personal and for makeup artists, but I've just sort of temporarily stopped, you know, offering that service at the moment just because I want to develop that part of my business and that's really because good, it's yeah. been on such high demand. So, um, stay tuned. Awesome. <laughs> There's going to be, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, a masterclass would be great if I could do that next year. I think so. Depending on COVID and, you know, if we can do that, if that's something that's going to be... I know, that's be, the thing, that's what's yeah. strange, isn't it? But yeah, that would be amazing if I could do something like that because I think that would be amazing. And then, yeah, just developing my education and um, what I have to offer for my one-on-one -on -one lessons. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Um, I think your education um, aspect of your business would be in high demand at the moment with all your editorial and collab photo shoots that you've been doing on your Instagram. Yeah. I think a lot of people are super interested yeah. to um, just hear some little tips and tricks on how you kind of, you know, glam models and, you know, create photo ready makeup looks. Yeah. I think that's hard to, to actually create makeup that looks great on camera as well as yes. in real life yeah. or vice versa. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, that's definitely valuable. I think you should definitely, yeah. Do that. It would be, be amazing. Coming. I would love to come. Oh yeah, my go God. On. You'll be there. I'll be there. I'll buy a ticket for sure. So that's exciting. Yeah. Okay. Be awesome. good. So that's sort of what's, yeah, in the pipeline. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Alex, for coming and so chatting good. with me today. It's been so insightful, like just learning about even how you started. Like, I think um, sometimes you see people like yourself who have been quite successful and you just go, oh, they just kind of got there. But then you realize there's a no. whole life story behind it. And yeah. yeah. It's really nice to unpack it and like learn about you in more detail. I'm so glad. Yeah. <laughs> and like, um, I feel like I got so, so much out of that. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. Thanks thank so much you for, for me, sitting babe. with me. It's been so nice. <laughs> I am super excited and grateful with my chat with Alex today. I learned so much about Alex's story to success, gained some new business tips I can implement in my own businesses and added some new makeup products to my wish list. Alex has a truly inspiring story and her mindset is so beautiful and positive. I love that she always says yes to every opportunity and then learns how to execute afterwards. Her give it a go attitude is motivating as well. Here are three things I have learned from Alex. Find your why and you'll always have something to motivate you. Make your career something you're passionate about. Be consistent with your marketing and branding and don't be afraid to try showing off some of your personal brand or pull back and only showcase your work when it is needed online to get the correct clients for your business. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please stay tuned for the next episode where I will be chatting with Yasmin, also known as Dollface by Yaz on Instagram. Thank you.